I am somebody that trusts everybody and I, I, I give my heart and I give all of me because that's what I think you're going to give me back. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline, the podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast, and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create, and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. I'd be surprised if you're not familiar with my next guest. Elle Ferguson is a global digital influencer and entrepreneur. I can never say that word. Starting out as one half of my favourite duo, They All Hate Us, Elle went on to launch her own self-tan range, The Elle Effect. It sold out immediately. You could pick her legs out of a lineup along with her signature blonde waves and those ripped denim shorts. But a few things you might not know about Elle. She's the real deal and she's one of the most considerate women you'll ever meet. I actually think the universe played friendship Cupid with us. We're both Cancerians born a day apart, we live on the same street, and we both see Jeannie and her team at Venustus. If you're wondering who Jeannie is, go back now and listen to episode one. If you're staying, I can confirm the L effect is real. Here we are for episode two of Offline. I'm so excited to talk to you today and to be quite honest, to help show, I know like obviously you have an amazing social media following, which we'll talk about. um, And I feel like a lot of women will feel like they know you really well, but really knowing you, like I'm excited just for people to hear the L that I know and so many other people know. Are you referring to the one that you see in the streets at the top notch? Yeah. That nobody else sees? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah. Yes. Well, we also have a great nod and walk away relationship on the street. So when I'm downstairs drinking wine with my husband and my neighbours <laughs> and you're walking past with Joel and the puppy, we're just like evening. We, we yeah, I feel like that's what's made us better friends. That we don't feel like we have to actually do small talk. We respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. Um, But part of what I love most about your story is you actually never set out to be Elle Ferguson. No. You know, in that respect. And, um, you know, I've heard the story of you and Tash working together a few times, but I think it's really interesting context for sort of what you've gone on to do and how you've done that. Um, But you guys were just doing something that you loved. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, they All Hate Us is now 12 years old. Um, so We're old, doll. I know. I know. I don't even know how to describe that because it actually, you know, it's 12 years old but legitimate, like hand on heart, we started that because we loved what we were doing and we never posted 
blog posts for any other reason than what we loved, you know what I mean? And even now today, I'd like to say I'm still doing it for the love of it. You know, everything I kind of do, it's because I love doing it. And I'm really lucky to be in a position that I actually get to do stuff that I love every day. Yeah. Yeah. What does it feel like when you wake up (laughs) and you're like, you have complete freedom to choose the work you want to choose you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, to do yeah. the jobs, no, no, like no. I'm just talking th- from yes. like a nine to oh fiver. Yeah. No, no, no. And I think, you know, I used to think I worked really hard at General Pants. I mean, I remember I worked 32 hours straight with a store set up and did not sleep, did not shower. I had bleeding blisters on my feet and I worked so incredibly hard. But how hard I work now for myself is like three times that, like it's a million times over because I'm my boss, you know what I mean? So what I put in is what I'm going to get out. And especially with the L effect, like launching that tan, that first product under that that brand name, I was not, like I did not sleep. So I was L Ferguson in the day and then nobody knew I was going home and putting on my L effect hat and then I'd be doing my they or hate us stuff and I was doing essentially three full-time jobs and with very little sleep. But that's what's weird. It's amazing to wake up in the morning. I'll give you that and kind of go, you know, today I am going to shoot for YSL. Yay. But then in the same breath, I'm like, today I'm going to go shoot for YSL, but I need to work out how I'm getting 10,000 bottles from the US to Australia in 24 hours. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And can we go back then? So for those people listening who don't know your story, yes. so you were a, were you a buyer at General no, Pants or a merchandiser? I studied interior design and architecture. Did I just get both of those things wrong? Yes. Oh and God, I just I nodded and smiled really politely. <laughs> I was like, so read it on your research on that one. <laughs> no, I clearly no, haven't no. Googled you. Know you what? They, yeah. like, they all intertwined and I think – I was actually at General Pants as the head of women's wear, store design and visual merchandising. And Tash, my business partner, was the head of women's wear. So our jobs overlaid because I would have to style the product Tash had designed or bought and then design the store around it. So I was doing that, you know, as my full-time job. Pretty cool. It was amazing. It was a man's world, I will say that to you. I And I was really determined to do the job as Elle Ferguson. So I would go on um, work sites with short little denim shorts on and tonged blonde hair with a hard hat on. But I was determined to keep me. Like it was really funny because I look back on photos now at like 3am in the morning setting up the Pitt Street Mall store and I'm there with Isabel Morant wedged sneakers on, a fluoro vest. But that was me. You know what I mean? So I never lost me through that. But Tash and I started a blog together in our lunch break, you know, and we just never imagined they all hate us, you know, would be what it was. But we were really lucky because I think we just went with it. You know what I mean? We didn't – I think we were really naive. I think now if I was to start a full-blown fashion blog, I know too much. You know what I mean? Totally. 12 years ago, I knew nothing. It was just post and photos. You yeah. know, And there were, there were so many things that nobody knew. It was so grey that, that – Can I even tell you when I think about – the fact that I launched Who What Wear in this country, that yeah. terrifies me. I'm yeah. like, who did you think yeah. you were? And yeah. like you had no guidebook, no, no manual. You really had no idea what you were doing. No. And then we do it though, but don't we? Like like amazing. now I'm terrified. But I think because you've gone through it and you you know all do the stuff that's involved. Really funny. So 
throughout my whole career, people have said like, do a fashion label, do a fashion label. I was like, no, I can't do a fashion label. And I was like, I can't do a fashion label because I know too much. Do you know what I mean? Like I know how it works. I know the margins. I know where it's made. I know how it fits. So I decided to make a beauty product, which I knew nothing about. But because I didn't know anything about it, I thought I could do it. And I mean, I've done it. Mm. But if I knew now, (laughs) if I knew what I know now right back at the beginning, I wouldn't have done it. Truly? Oh my, well, it just... It's really hard. Do you know what I mean? It's really hard. And I thought it was a lot easier. I mean, I'm a better version of me because I know so much more. Mm. But the reason I didn't do clothes, apparel, was because I knew too much and I didn't know it with beauty. I mean, now I've added another string to my bow. And I think that's amazing because I think I'm you know, I, a better version of me that I was 12 months ago because I'm now negotiating with people that I would never have even, I'm like in labs, I'm in chemists. I know how to make your, you go brown without smelling bad. You know what I mean? But if I would have known how hard it was, I probably would have thought about it a mm. lot longer and probably, you know, weighed it up a bit more. Mm. That might be a nice segue into this concept of self. Yes. So, you know, offline exists to explore that concept of true self. Yeah. Part of what I'm truly deeply worried about is young girls and even look any woman who um, is on bloody Instagram or the internet generally, the bar that is set for them Mm -hmm. is so high that I'm scared about like the the mental well-being of the girls who are coming through now because – you know, we have these fantastic stories, but we've done the work. Yeah. So it's kind of like we're at that end goal of like, oh, this is actually really awesome and you can kind of celebrate your success. But it was the 10 o'clock nights. It was staying in the job you hated for yeah. this many years. It was an Instagram didn't exist to sort of mm. show any of that anyway. But I'm concerned that, you know, the the experience you've just had launching the L effect, that's made yeah. you a stronger person. But that's like you're out in the world, that's time on the field, that's oh, yeah. exposing yourself to risk. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, we were talking about, you were saying a lot of young girls want to be influencers yes. now. Yes. Are they even going to have an opportunity to develop their sense of self? Because it's like this life lived on an Instagram yeah. highlight, right? It's a hard, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I'm lucky I'm exposed to a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? So I see both versions. For example, the Kim Kardashian thing. I went to her house. You know what I mean? I saw her for who she was. And I realized that she is, yes, Kim Kardashian, but she's also just a woman. You know what I mean? And she's a mother. She's a friend. She's a sister. And when I saw that, I was kind of like, you're real, you know? And I think what's happening is, is that young girls and, I mean, even girls that are in our communities. Totally. We've had this conversation 100%, before. 100%. They don't realise that it's not real. You know, mm. like it's not real. And I guess when we grew up and when we looked at glossy magazines, you could really like just, you could go that's in the magazine. It's not real life. But, yeah. you know, if you're going through and it starts from the morning, like are these people really eating that food? Like I haven't had breakfast. I haven't had breakfast. No, but like I haven't. I haven't had breakfast but I felt guilty because my manager had an acai bowl that looked really healthy and I'm like shame on me. I didn't have the, you know. But it's the truth. It <laughs> oh starts God. from the get-go, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is we wake up to your point and it's in our face. Yeah. Of like look at perfection. Yeah, but then I also think to myself again when I was growing up, I had such a strong role model um, with my mom mm. that 
I could tell the difference between what was real and what was fake. And, you know, Dolly magazine was huge when I was growing up and there was the Dolly modeling search, you know, and those girls looked perfect to me. But I was also taught that you needed something upstairs. And, you know, I modeled when I was in high school, but my mom said to me, you need to go to university, you know? So I went to uni and then I had the choice to model after school, but I had to have something upstairs. And this is the thing is like, and if I could give any young woman who like, and absolutely aspire to be a bloody well-paid influencer, good for you, but give yourself um, opportunity and choice. But I also think you need to be able to have a discussion with somebody and yeah. And the other thing is, is I look, I've landed three covers in the last 12 months and every one of those covers has had entrepreneur or businesswoman next to my name. A hundred percent. And I mean, I modeled and never got a cover when I modeled. Um, I, I got those covers because of my career and because what I've done. And I think it was only the other day I thought about this, that, you know, I'd always wanted to, like, I mean, it was a dream to have a, be on the cover of a magazine, but I didn't get on the cover of the magazine for the way I looked. Yes, it might have attributed to it, but the line next to my face is businesswoman, entrepreneur or leading the a leader, you know what I mean? So you know, they're fucking awesome. And I, I did have a moment the oh other way. God. But I thought it was really ironic yeah. because I never did it when I'm just modelled. I actually I needed something behind me to be more than just a pretty face, mm. which is I quite... so love that you sat in that because that's one thing I've really struggled with is I like launching stuff. Yeah. And so <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I big ideas person. I like putting them out there. And then once yeah. they're out there, I'm like, okay, <laughs> next thing. And so... I don't think we spend enough time no. actually celebrating our success. I know that sounds really cliche. No, I think it's the truth. But that's part and parcel, I think, of this um, connectedness is that we kind of set ourselves a goal, we achieve it, we put it on Instagram and then we're on to the next thing. Totally. And it's like, did you do it to put it on Instagram or did you do it because you had that true ambition and you fulfilled something? Yeah. But, I mean, it should just be like one thing a year would be amazing. But I just, we are running at the speed of light, let me tell you. And I think the other thing is, is like with that, um, I got engaged at the end of last year. Babes. Yeah. We're trying to work out a wedding, you know. But the thing that Joel and I have both said is, is that we don't want any phones at the wedding. We don't want it. We're locking everybody's mobile phones up. They don't know this. So if you listen to this podcast, your phone's going to be locked up if you come to the wedding. But... There's something about... But how interesting for somebody whose life so is online. It, my whole life's in it, yeah. And, I mean, for me, I actually don't want the pressure to know that, you know, my 100 guests are shooting me from every angle and are putting everything on Instagram for everybody to judge. I actually want to make the decision with my husband-to-be if we want fish, we're serving fish and you're going to eat the fish, you're going to enjoy the fish, but that's all that need to know that there was fish. You know what I mean? I think. Totally. I also think there's something quite special about having those moments just to each other and people being truly in it and making memories real memories but I think you lose it like the other day I was on Instagram and I found a girl that was was on Big Brother who's just fallen pregnant I then went to YouTube and watched her unveil that she was pregnant and burst the balloon to say what sex the the baby was and I was like I don't know these people, but like I've just lost half an hour of my life invested in finding out what sex this baby is of a baby I'm never going to see. I don't know this woman. She doesn't do anything in my life. But I was like, how did I get here? How did I get here? I've got 3000 emails I need to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, on the same, on the same thing, I would like to say that I think 
social media is amazing because it inspires. Do you know oh, what I mean? Right. With the girls that are looking at it, I think what's fantastic is like for me, fitness, I love, you know, I, I love seeing people get fit. And I think that's amazing to be able to go on there and, you know, see it happening and then the cooking and then fashion. And there are things that inspire you when you're on there and I think that's great for kids and girls especially that don't fit a certain mold you almost Mm. can find your tribe on Instagram somewhere because there's so many weird Mm. things on there but it's just when you start to think it's real it's really scary I know and that's the big concern and I think the generation of women coming through now Gen Z and I almost feel a bit icky like (laughs) We shouldn't be boxed into a fancy little name of what, you know, but I'm sick of being called a millennial, so I'm just going to call them. I don't even know what I call myself. I'm just like, yeah. I'm really, I guess, pleased and encouraged by um, the sense of community Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of sort of data coming through that shows that they have um, desire to be offline because they were they had the phones when they were babies, right? They, they're they those babies that are yeah. around the table, like knowing how to use YouTube when they're bloody three years old, which is like terrifying. And so the trends that they're seeing towards them wanting to get away from it, I think is actually amazing, but also the support rallied around otherness, mm-hmm. you know, it's- and that being different or identifying as other is actually normalized 100%. for young people, which I don't think we had that necessarily because there was definitely a character for us, I think. With that context, I wanted to know how Elle reconciled how people perceive her versus who she knows she really is. I feel like that would bother me, to be typecast as the pretty blonde or being just another influencer. How do you... Well, something for me is I've been doing a lot of events lately, um, speaking to groups of women, um, you know, empowering women, women in business, things like that. And the one thing that gets said to me, two things. There's, oh, my God, you're so tall. And, <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. And then number two is, oh, my goodness, you're so nice. And I'm like, this is like, hello, this is me. You know what I mean? And, and I guess... I guess for me is like people that know me know this is me. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't even know how to describe me. This is what you see is what you get with me. There's very, um, even with social media, there isn't really a wall. Yeah. I turn it off at some point, but I mean, what you see is what you get. Like I'm here in my Uggs and you said you're, I'm in my Uggs. I'm in my Uggs. You know, I loved it. But like, I'm not going to be, oh, I've got my Louboutins in my bag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm. it. Like, I walk around Bondi after applying two coats of tan with a black tracksuit on and that's the best night of the week for me if I can go to, you know, Coles in my tracksuit. That's it, you know. Yeah. But with saying that, there is – it's a polished version. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you – but then like stories is even weirder now because now you are on a photo shoot with me and you can see it all happening and then you see the polished version at the end. Mm. Like so it's kind of it's a weird world to be in because there's so many channels where you can see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is it challenging? Um, yeah, look, yes, because I think that th- like do you ever just want Instagram to go away? I do. A bit. Yeah. My <laughs> I love is you, where Instagram. Do you draw the line though, because it's all life. Like, I guess mm. essentially, you know, Elle Ferguson, the person that you see online, is Elle Ferguson you see in the off hours. So, where is the actual line that it turns off? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I would say that to you, I haven't had an inverted commas holiday for probably 
12 years because it's all work. And I'm somebody that really loves to, you know, grab opportunity. And if I see a chance to do something, I'm going to grab at it. So if I'm, you know, in Byron Bay with my family and the sunset's amazing, I'm going to take a photo of it. You know what I mean? If I see an opportunity and I find a brand that nobody hears of, I'm going to wear it. And then that, you know, like that's what I'm doing. But it's hard because some days, you know, you you, you just don't feel like it. You well, know, so do you, you get sick days? Yeah. Like I, paid sick, you know, we get paid sick days. No, I'm like, <laughs> no. you know, like you, but I, yeah, it's, it, it's hard. I think what I, where I'm lucky is this is how I'm going to say it. I'm really lucky that the people that are in my life, the, 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 the VIPs in my life get me, they support me where I've had, you know, people in my life that don't support it. And that's when it felt like work where everybody that's in my life now supports what I'm doing and understands that's what I'm doing. So essentially when I was working at General Pants and was working those super, super long hours, they got that that was my job, but it's taken probably 12 years to re-educate that me taking a photo of the sunset is actually my job. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like I'd actually never thought about it that way. And yeah. I've always said this about Tony and I, like part of the reason our marriage works is we know what each other do for a living. So when I say to him, I'm on deadline, it's no question. It's not like, oh, like I remember again, like back to the Who What Wear launch, like I was in the office eating pasta at my desk at 10 o'clock at night. I remember actually he, he won an award. I was so proud of him. Um, But I had to work so I couldn't go. And someone in our business texted me and said, our boy's up. And I remember sitting at my desk, like crying into my pasta. And thinking to myself, this has to be worth yeah, it, yeah. you know. But yeah. part of what I've loved about establishing myself as a as a leader and a businesswoman with and being married is I haven't had to deal with the stuff I know a lot of my friends and colleagues also have to deal with, which is you're never home or you're always yeah. late or it's just like you know. Yeah. This and, is just how I need to be in the world 100%. right now. It's not forever. <laughs> we just looked at each other really awkwardly like, just then. It kind of like, Yeah, I keep telling you it's like that. <laughs> um, but I do want to tell a story, um, you know, that speaks to – so you were saying you speak on panels and you're doing a lot of yeah. that lately, which has been so phenomenal. Um, we did Bumblebiz together recently yes. and um, – <laughs> It was interesting. It was, I'm just going to set it up that there was like a hailstorm that came through Sydney <laughs> that night. But I just had like the cutest little outfit on. I had blow-dried my hair, nice. which I never do. And then Mandy, um, a colleague of mine, we <laughs> – anyway, we were late. I'm always late. And thank God she was with me because I would have got lost. Anyway, we got lost. I got completely I was really drenched. Because they told me Alison was on the panel with me, so I was like, "Yay, neighbor!" <laughs> anyway, so I came in like a drowned rat, a bit sort of like out of sorts. And we had a great panel, and you were um, incredible. No, so were you. Oh, we thank were good. We, our end of the our end of the table was really. Everybody was amazing. Everyone was amazing. Was yeah, no, I thought we nailed it too. But then you know. You do those panels, they're like seven o'clock at night and then we hang back and I love that part when we do just chatting after and I love meeting people and finding out why they're there and all that stuff. I was tired. I was wet and I was tired. (laughs) And, you know, we went downstairs and you'd called the Uber and I was like a bit like, thank God we're getting out of here. We want to go home. (laughs) three minutes away. (laughs) And then somebody from the audience was waiting there 
and he, interestingly, had said, um, where are you guys going? And you were like, oh, we're going to Bondi. What about you? And he said, me too. And you said, you should jump in our Uber. Uh, and in my head, out like that in my in head. In my head I was screaming, <laughs> no. no. Are you crazy? But that was one example and there's been so many others of your moral code. That's because right. I've got high moral code but even that night I was like, all righty, oh, that look. is enough of that. <laughs> Thank know. you. And you were gracious because we travelled all the way home in Bondi, to Bondi in the rain and she was giving him like full on responses. He basically interviewed you. It was interesting. I did in get the out of the, the car Uber. and exhausted <laughs> and made sure you got home all right. I remember texting you because I was like, if he's worked out where we live, like get into your house. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But that's because, you know what? We're all the same. I know. But I want to know where that comes from because I know for you and I, and we've connected on this, right? That's normal for us. Yeah. To present yourself that way. And not even actually not even present yourself, just it's be just in the world the way you are. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's super common, perhaps in our industry specifically, but maybe others as well. But um, where does that where does that come from for you? Like and this is my whole piece on young girls perhaps listening or looking at social media and going, That's the life and that's what I need to yeah. achieve that perfection. We got our morals from somewhere. Yeah, completely. Well, I mean, mine come from my mom. You know what I mean? Like mm. my mom always said, you treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's with me always. Do you know what I mean? And then don't look at the ceiling during a job interview. But she set me up for everything that that I am, you know, and education was huge with my mother. Um, she was a teacher and she did her master's in English and drama and that's embedded in me. And I, everybody that I talk to, I always say knowledge is power. The more you can know, the better you are. Um, and just be kind, you know, like kindness goes so far. And I think especially to what you said in our industry, like you can just take a moment, you know mm. what I mean? And like everybody's going through something. That's the other thing that I think I've realized as well through my journey is that everybody is going through something and everybody in a, in that moment thinks that that thing that's happening to them is the world's biggest thing, you know? I know. And you just, like I said this yesterday when I spoke for business chicks, you need to have courage but you need to be kind. And it's a quote from Cinderella and I hold it very dear to my heart because you can get through this world and go for the best, best job, have the best outfit, have the great hair, have the great guy, boyfriend, all of the above, but you need to be kind. I found it interesting being a woman in leadership. Just in general. Well, A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, there's some um, – <laughs> We, that's not what this podcast is no, about. I just wanted to say, and full stop. Um, that could be another podcast <laughs> for another time. Um, but to your point, if I've been profiled mm -hmm. and I'm so incredibly humbled by that in, itse in, yeah. in itself, um, but the intros that say those things, that yeah. you're different and you're nice and, and, you know, I've read those and gone, whoa, but also what a shame that that isn't just expected yeah. behaviour. You yeah. know, the fact that you're seen as inspiring because you're a nice person to work for. Yeah. But that's the same with like, the girls. Whoa. Like when you think of the young girls that, you know, on their list of things that they want to be, it should be, you know, I don't know, influencer, whatnot, but also just nice, you know. know. Like it goes so far. And, you know, I've been on a bit of a rant about Instagram of late and I had my 
unfollowing (laughs) my detox (laughs) where I like implored everyone to go through and like get rid of, stop following the people that when you watch them on stories or or you see their Instagram grid posts that make you feel less than, all that actually, and this has been a big one for me, I know they're not authentic. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And perhaps that's from an insider Mm. view out um, and maybe that is industry specific and I don't know um, but that was a big one for me in saying it's actually pain it's painful for me to watch yeah you showing a version of yourself that isn't that's actually authentically you. you and I think that's been I think that's probably been part of my success is that even down to like if I buy a bag for example I bought a bag at the beginning of the week but in my world, I've shown how hard I've worked for that bag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I saved up for that bag. I bought that bag and then it comes home and it's in my home. You know what I mean? So people that are on my journey with me legitimately know that's my story because yeah. I've worked hard. I've, I've worked hard. I've been able to buy that. I haven't borrowed the bag. I bought the bag. Mm. And I think also like with my relationship with Joel, people were so invested in my journey and had seen, you know, that I hadn't been in love for so I had not had love like I have now that when I'm, when we met and people could, you could genuinely see that Joel and I were meant for each other. You know what I mean? And I think it, it was real, you know, like, and you speaking of those people that you've filtered out that aren't real, it's all elements. It's the relationships, it's the fake bags, it's, you can tell when it's real. I know. And I think we have a duty of care. Yes. And I'm I'm talking from my position being in publishing and mm-hmm. writing content for young women. Mm-hmm. We have to all do better at writing content that has consequence and substance and yes. goes like I keep saying like women aren't fucking shoes and lipstick and bags. No. You know what I mean? We're so much more than yeah. that. And we can sometimes take it too much of a commercial view I think on how to write for women or how to sell to women it's like I was in an event the other day and we were talking about a face mask and um there was a beautiful girl hosting it and she actually made the comment she said oh I've got to get out of the way now because the scientist is coming I failed biology at school and I looked at her and I was like I adore you like I did biology at school. I didn't top my grade, but I did biology. Don't write yourself off like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was like, you're so much more. And stop than making the pre- yourself small. That's what I mean. You're so much more than the pretty face that's standing there introing the scientist. Like you're more than that. And yeah. I just was like, yeah. 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 But so back to the duty of care, I think. Not only in publishing. So it's one thing for influential people on Instagram to not be authentic. Yeah. I don't think that's a revelation. But I did want to know Elle's opinion on her duty of care as a major influencer to show her audience the good times and the bad ones. Is how far is too far as well. Yeah, and also, like, the funny thing with me is, you know, I love hair and makeup. Like, I've been like that since I was a kid. You know what I mean? I legitimately wouldn't leave my house and walk down to get an acai bowl from the end of the street without mascara, without a bit of foundation, without a bit of lip gloss. That's who I am. That's Mm. me. You know what I mean? So on Instagram, I'm not going to go barefaced. Yeah. And that's not for any other reason that I don't want people to see me without makeup, but who I am as Elle Ferguson, I love 
that that's me you know what I mean and like the funny joke is is I'll tong my hair before I go down the beach mm-hmm. and I'll go swimming but I've tonged my hair to go to the beach I'm lucky I have people in my life that accept that but that's who I am because I guess with you saying like you know like you've got to show all of you I show you know probably 99% of me mm. but the bits you don't see are the bits probably nobody sees and the yeah. people that do see that bit are the people that are my really special people. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is I don't think it can ever be all of it because that would be unhealthy but no. it's more of it in that yeah. show the good days and the bad days or the even show us like and I'm talking about myself as well mm-hmm. like before I got the perfect shot <laughs> Yeah. I love those ones, just like the bloopers. I kind of yeah. love seeing those too. Yeah, we've got a lot of those. <laughs> can I just say my jeans are so tight? <laughs> That's I why like... I wore my fat jeans so oh I can God. sit comfortably. I, I think um... I was about to say something rude. Should no, I just no, no, say no. we can always edit, edit yeah, it out? Go. My vagina's screaming. <laughs> it's screaming. I love you right It's like, now. help she's me. Like, what are you doing to me? I love that I looked at your crutch area and then I was like, no, it's fine. I get you. Like, do you know what I've had? Uh, yeah. I'm just going out after this, so I wanted to you look, look really cute. Pretty. Can you tell that I'm not going out? A is bit. It, is it an indication that I've given up today, that today was like a, I don't have to be photographed today? So a little I was bit. Actually, thanks, Alison. Oh, no judgment. You always look beautiful extremes here right now do you know what Um, i am gonna say just about mm. the sharing on instagram i kind of feel like though and i don't know if i'm going to be hated for saying this that sometimes there's an overshare in the sense that like we all have bad days you know what i mean like yeah like we all have horrible days but sometimes we have those horrible days and you kind of just need to keep it to yourself yeah do you know what i mean and Sometimes, like, I mean, you don't do this, but, you know, I saw a girl the other day talking about how bad a day she had and her life looks so shiny, but she's had a really bad day. I was kind of like, maybe you just need to go through that by yourself. You know, maybe you don't need to put it up on social media, you know. And so I'm in that space as well where sometimes just stop. Yeah. Like this isn't a TV show. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, you went to the gym. Okay. Do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, it's not mm. a camera in the Big Brother house. Like, I kind of am just like, I th- and I think that's what I like, that I filter it a bit. Mm. So you're not seeing all of it. Can we talk about the, um, this is broad. Yes. The emotional landscape yep. of Instagram. Yep. Can you tell me about the highs yep. and how that's felt? Yep. And then equally the lows. the lows, because I know there must be some complete, Yep. Awful loser trolls yep. that like to have their say. Well, the highs are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the highs are fantastic. You probably are going to forget that I say that when I tell you my bad stories because we always seem to hold on to the negative, not the positive. Um, look, I've learned I, L. Ferguson, am not for everybody. You can love me or you can hate me. I'm not you like not everybody's gonna like the gray jumper I've got on today. I'm the same as the gray jumper. Not everybody's gonna like it. Um, yeah, I have had an incident where somebody tried to steal my identity. Jesus. And, yeah, Christ. yeah, and they were like, it's it goes so deep that it's so messed up. Um, they were sending naked photos with just the tips of the blonde hair. So my blonde hair on their boobs and then like, you know, in a bikini or topless or panties and all of that. 
and we're sending that to um, high-profile sportsmen in oh Australia. Yeah, and I was single at the time and um, was going my merry way and a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend called me and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're going out with so-and-so. And I was like, I'm not going out with so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, they said they could like – and I was like, no. And then I eventually ended up um, getting the number and he was like, you and I have been chatting for months. And I was like, that's not me. This is like, horrific. Not, and do you know what's even worse about it? Like I've, th- this was a really big thing. I actually went to the police because I was mortified. Like I, I then found out that there was a whole fake um, Facebook profile of me and people who I'm actually friends with were friends with this fake Elle Ferguson who thought it was me. This person had contacted brands to get free products from brands. This um, is unbelievable. It's happening up the road from you, babe. <laughs> up. But I went to the police and I was really upset and I said, um, help, you know what I mean? I had a phone number of the fake person. I had – Did you know the, who it was? No idea. No. It gets even worse. Like it's so deep, this story. Like this girl, girl – I call her a girl because the people had spoken to her on the phone and it was a girl's voice. You know, she went so deep to say that – I'd been in hospital. I couldn't have children. So please help me. Can I have some money? Like it was, it was messed up. But I went to the police with all of the evidence. um, And one of the footballers that had been involved in it came with me and actually said, um, you know, I've been like catfished completely. Is that what it is? Catfished? Well, I didn't have pay TV, so I didn't know what catfish was. (laughs) But then I Googled it and found out this is the word catfish, which made it even worse because I didn't know what it was. So I was just like, this imposter's still in my life. And the police actually said they could not help me because she hadn't stolen money or I hadn't been physically assaulted. And I was standing there as like a law abiding citizen, you know, saying I need your help I'm actually concerned that my safety probably yeah as well. if something happens and I got really freaked out like I'd come home and close all of the blinds and I'd lock all the doors and then I actually lied on social media and said I was going to Melbourne when I was staying in Sydney because I wanted to see if this person followed the lie and she's followed the lie and then one of the footballers called me and said like she said she was in Melbourne um I've never come to the bottom of it I don't know but that was one that really has um, it stopped. Well, I think it has, but then the scary thing is, is that I didn't know it was it was going on. Like a football. So how of, would you know if? No, a guy flew down from Brisbane and thought he was going to lunch with me at Icebergs, and I can't. Yeah, yeah, and so that's what I guess for me. I wanted to go to the media. I was really adamant that I was going to go to you know, like the papers and, and tell them my story because I was so concerned. I just, it just wasn't right. Do you know what I mean? And I also just didn't like the thought that people thought I was that girl sending, you know, these photos. It's almost like character assassination or yeah, something. Yeah, defamation. It just, well, yeah. And then it was just, you know, it was just yeah. a bad time. And but then this, does this not even like, it makes me think like this girl, this woman is so addicted to the yeah like concept of mm-hmm. um fame yeah that it has led her to down an immoral path yeah do you know like yeah like a 100% and you know i was advised not to go to the papers because i got told that like it was quite complex and without me being able to tell the whole story and just certain parts of it they actually said that I don't think you'll be put in the right light 
that it'll probably be flipped that you were sending photos to footballers and all of this stuff and you know that really belittled me because I then thought I had no power then I was going to go live on you know social media and say this is what's happened especially to like the brands that had sent me you know gifts for my birthday but they'd sent them to another PO box that this person yeah um but then with like most things in my life I tried to be the bigger person and just moved on mm. and moved you know forward. Jeannie's taught us this yeah Elsie's Jeannie yeah. as well I see Jean. I'm hoping to see her on Sunday to be honest with you um yeah just to move forward do you know what I mean and and try to you know move on with my life and and just not you know let it consume me but I used to say to my sister like I'm calling you at six o'clock and if I don't call you at six o'clock you need to come to the house because I was I was actually afraid of my yeah so I mean that's one example of us of a low you know another one is the um just the haters in general I'm kind of lucky that I think I have a really strong community around me that, um, you know, support me. And if I get a hater online, then they kind of all stand up for me, which is quite nice. But, you know, every now and again, you'll get one and you'll kind of be like, you know, it's water off a duck's back. But then when you're sitting at home alone by yourself on the lounge and you reread the comment, you kind of, it does go in. Is it women? Well, you don't know because they're mm. all hiding behind a, guess, yeah. a, a screen. But, you know, I was really badly bullied in high school. So I kind of just think to myself, it's it's those mean girls again. You know what I mean? And I just I, – now I can swipe and delete, which is amazing. But I really think 12 years down the track in the world of blogging and social media and all of the above, I've got a really tough skin. Yeah, and I know who counts and the people that count are my friends Mm. and my family. They're not, you know, Yoho 77 from (laughs) Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Like they actually don't, they don't matter at the end of the day. I know. And this is the importance of, and I think no matter what age you are, spending the time to develop self in understanding, well, what do I stand for? You know, and for you, even the deals you do and the deals you don't do as well. Like I actually didn't know that about you until we'd spoken about it in that. So Elle doesn't believe in, we don't drink. Yeah. um, And she won't work with alcohol brands. Alcohol brands. Yes. And those brands got the money. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've learned, (laughs) which we all know. Yeah. Yeah, And you know what, that was a really big thing for me, especially with young girls, like a hundred percent, 10 years ago, I got offered an amazing deal with Midori, Midori, good old Midori. I loved a Midori Midori, So I was like, oh my God, I've made it. And the money was incredible. And, um, I remember saying to my mom, oh my goodness, like, I'm going to take this, like, oh my God, like this will pay my salary for the year. And then she said to me, yeah, do you feel good about taking it? And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, uh," you know, not, not the best. And then she said, I think you've answered it there. And I was like, you know what? And I've stood by that. Ethical. Yeah. Every, I've stood that, I stood by that, um, right back from the beginning to now. And, you know, I get alcohol deals all the time come across the table. I did take a Domino's, a uh, McCain's pizza round a few years back that I regret taking, but it was better than alcohol. Yeah. McCain's pizza. Why do you regret it? The McCain's pizza? You know what? I still 
it's a funny thing. I don't regret it because it actually was an amazing deal and it paid my salary for a year. But certain people in the fashion industry looked at that deal like I had sold myself out with the deal working with McCain's Pizza. You know, this was like eight years ago when Mm. I did it. And for me, it was about working with a a brand. I mean, they weren't doing anything wrong ethically. They made a pizza for a single girl's night out. Pizza's delicious. Yeah, well, that was the tagline. You know, it was a single pizza for a single girl's night. And for me, it allowed me to... Go and do the other stuff. This is security me. It allowed me to get enough money to Mm. float myself for 12 months Mm. while I could concentrate on doing other things. Mm. So, But it was just funny because everybody in the fashion world, like... No. Yeah. It was a a, a cross. Gosh, I tell you the fashion industry, because I'm ex-beauty as you know. Yeah. And there was this kind of um, perception that beauty editors were bitchy. They are the nicest chicks, like such a tight community of super supportive girls. And then as I kind of came out of beauty and into sort of broader lifestyle, (laughs) I'd go to the events and be like, so are we going to talk or (laughs) – do we just stand I in? Go in no on yeah, that one. you were probably <laughs> smart for you. Um, but this is the interesting thing about judgment, because we just have to let people get on and make decisions that are right yeah. for them at that time That's in their be life. Right for them, so it yeah. might not be right for you. Yeah. I'm not bothering you. No, like, yeah. And I think that's. Um, I think where I am now and where I can make these decisions, and I make these decisions. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm in a position financially mm. as well that I can make but you can say no yeah do you know what I mean and I think that's really amazing but that again back to where we started talking that's come from hard work mm. and it comes from education and it comes from hard work and knowing you know what I mean and well it's time it's on the field like I the, always yeah. talk about this everyone's like oh you know so much about digital yeah. or whatever and I only know because I've been doing it for the best part of 12 years. I've been through most situations. I've made heaps of mistakes. And this is that whole piece on developing other parts of yourself so that you are empowered to make informed decisions. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think what you said is like you make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? I have heaps of fuck ups that nobody ever wants to talk to me about. You'll have to excuse my swearing. I can get a bit excited. Anyway, Elle is a Cancerian, an intuitive, emotionally-led water sign. With that context, I was interested to know with so many new people coming into her life all the time and so many great business opportunities, how she used that intuition to make decisions. So, you know what, it's taken me a long time to listen to it because I am somebody that trusts everybody and I I I give my heart and I give all of me because that's what I think you're going to give me back. And only over the, I'm going to say the last two years, I've listened to that gut feeling and what my cancer is telling. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm really listening to it. And now I'm a little bit more guarded and I'm a little bit more protective. And I don't know if that's because I've become a stronger woman, but I also, I just, I'm just taking a moment, you know what I mean? I'm taking a moment to take a breath and read you and then decide. That's so interesting. And that whole piece on your, your, so your intuition is your gut feeling Mm -hmm. and your gut is your third brain. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your executive brain is your brain brain. And then you've got your heart Heart. brain and your belly brain. And so much of 
how we develop as women is actually coming through the gut. Mm -hmm. But to your point, how often do we go, well, hold on, let me just sit in this for a second and get a read because our executive brain says, be nice, make friends. Like Like, mine, you know, I've really struggled with the fact, not struggled because I've, you know, I get up and go every day, but I've always played the part of the bubbly blonde. That's just been me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, you know, yep, yep, I'll get that done. Yeah, of course, like that. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm actually going to take a moment and think about it before I say yes. Okay, my final question. Yes. This is no pressure. When you're sitting in your true self. Yes. I'm extremely tanned with the elephant. (laughs) You can buy it online. Yes, go. (laughs) Elephant.com. Totally. Yes. Okay, Um, when I'm sitting in my true self. Well, I mean... Um, forget Elle Ferguson, forget fiance, forget the social media following Mm -hmm. the labels. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Who am I? I know it's expansive and big. Who am I? Do you know what? I'm... You know what? Who am I? If I if I if I could do that and separate everything and and be anywhere, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I can be anywhere or anything. I honestly would be at the beach with my mom, mm. holding her hand. That's it. You know, a hundred percent hand yeah. on heart. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I'm a bit teary. Okay. Um, I just I think it's yeah that I, and I think that's what this is is that the people you know that mean it's it's what means the most to you. Mm. Yeah. And well, just thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been really romantic. The lights have we gone from full sun to now we've gone to like the like mood lights. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them.